So before we get started, there is a trigger warning for this episode as we are talking about eating disorders. So if you feel that you're struggling with your relationship with food and you're wanting to seek help, a great place to start is the Butterfly Foundation or with your doctor or an eating disorder specialized health professional. Hello and welcome to the Embody Health Podcast. We're Kira and Meg, your dietitian BFFs. We're here to help you break free of diet culture, become besties with food and find peace with your body. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Embody Health Podcast Season 2. You're here with your dietitians Kira and Meg and in today's episode we're chatting how to stop food cravings. Let's get started with describing what cravings actually are. So cravings refer to a really intense desire to eat a specific food um, and often you might feel like you have a particular hunger for that food that won't be satisfied unless you eat that specific food. It's often accompanied by a lot of urgency. So it might come on all of a sudden, feel like you really have to go get that now. Um, And it's often in the absence of true hunger, but not always. So you might not really be physically hungry, but feel like you really still want to have that food. And cravings, like there can be so many different cravings. Like I think probably the most common ones we see with clients is like chocolate bread another one everyone seems to crave bread or talk about how they crave bread Mm -hmm. but honestly it can be absolutely anything um so there are quite a few reasons as to why we have cravings so one of the first things is restricting the specific food from your diet so we know that when we restrict certain foods it almost creates this forbidden food fruit effect where that's honestly all we can think about eating even if it wasn't something that we actually ate that much previously. So for example, like let's take chocolate, like say you like chocolate, but you don't really um, eat it all the time, Um, but you've decided to go on a new health kick and diet and as part of the diet plan, as they all are, it's kind of saying, oh no, you can't have chocolate. And then that's all you feel like because it's again, that food that you don't, won't allow yourself to have because it's not part of the diet. And then when you do have it, it's kind of filled with a lot of shame and guilt because we've broken the diet. Um, So that's kind of restricting food is a common one. Um, Another reason for having cravings is under eating. And this might be um, intentionally or unintentionally. So you could be chronically dieting or, you know, going on um, like a low calorie diet Um, and any kind of under eating or deprivation is going to increase our risk of having cravings because it's essentially your body trying to take care of itself by getting in more energy. And oftentimes the cravings are for like high sugar or high energy foods because you're not actually getting enough energy and energy and nutrition from your current diet. Mm, And they're probably the foods that are going to give you the quickest form of energy. Like if we think about sugars, like they're very easily to be absorbed in our bloodstream. And so they give us energy really, really fast. Um, another reason is low blood sugar levels. I know this is something we make actually like always talk about. I just had a sandwich just before this podcast. Yeah. Cause she was having a low blood sugar levels. Um, so essentially when you have low blood sugar levels, it's kind of, if you've had a large space of time in between meals, um, and that can vary from person to person. Like, you know, some people are able to go hours without having, you know, 
um, low blood sugar levels or not kind of feeling shaky or lightheaded or tired in between food. But we generally find that if you're someone who eats regularly and you miss that, like, miss that snack, for example, you're going to feel that even more so. Um, it's also kind of when we do kind of skip those um, meals and snacks um, and we get those low blood sugar levels, it's also when we kind of, again, crave, crave those really sugary foods a lot of the time. Um, I'm not sure if you've ever had the experience, but this is something that a lot of clients and me talk about, um, is if you go to the supermarkets when you're really hungry and you will literally choose whatever is inside. Um, and like, it's so hard to stick to your shopping list. Mm, yeah. And like this happens to everyone. Like I get like that too. Yep, like to me. You know, it's just because a dietitian doesn't mean we're any different physiologically to the rest of the pe- uh, population. Sometimes I will have a snack in the car before I go into the supermarket, so I can actually think straight <laughs> when I'm walking around. Yeah, exactly. So, again, kind of reinforcing the importance of eating regularly there is essential. Yep. Another one is not balancing our meals or snacks or not including enough like a mix of the core food groups across the day. This pulls together a few of the elements that we've just talked about. So if you're not including certain food groups, are you restricting them from your diet? Is there a food rule around it? Are you chronically under eating? It can fit into that. Um, Maybe you have low blood sugar levels because you're cutting out carbs, for example, and trying to exist on salads. Um, We know that balancing your meals doesn't have to be every meal, but Overall, creating balanced meals and snacks does help with regular energy levels, more regular blood sugar levels, and can reduce the risk of cravings. Mm. The next one is pregnancy. I guess I can speak a little bit from experience here as well. (laughs) Know all about this. Know all about this. Um, So with pregnancy, like there is a lot of hormonal changes that happen to your body. I believe the research is actually a little bit mixed with this one as to whether pregnancy actually is linked with cravings in terms of you get pregnant, you get more cravings, or if it's just because of what happens to you during pregnancy, because in pregnancy, especially during the first and first trimester, you often get quite nauseous, um, get quite a lot of food aversions, um, and uh, you get quite tired. And often if we think about it, like when you're feeling nauseous, you tend to just feel like, well, I know in my experience when I was pregnant, like I literally just felt like berries and bread. That was all I could stomach. That's so specific. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't actually get too, too many specific cravings other than that. Um, I actually, except for dolomates, I really like dolomates. What um, are dolomates? They're like um, rice wrapped in vine leaves. So mm. it's like an anti-pesto type thing that you shouldn't get from the deli if you're pregnant. You should get them in a can as a FYI, pregnancy safety tip. But yeah. Pregnancy can affect your craving. So we always say that, you know, when you're you're pregnant, especially in that first trimester and you're feeling sick, just listen to your body and what it's telling you it needs at that point in time. Yeah. Another one is emotional eating or self-soothing. And we've chatted a little bit about this on previous episodes. We know that oftentimes food can be turned to as a way to temporarily feel better for lots of different emotions. It could be sadness, loneliness, even just being exhausted um or you know being upset or lonely food can because of the you know the endorphins that we get the feel-good feeling especially if we have foods like chocolate or things like that it can play a role in soothing which there isn't anything necessarily wrong with that it's perfectly valid it's just if it's happening all the time we would question whether there's any other emotional coping tools being used Mm. 
Yeah. So it's kind of, again, you know, it can be okay. There's nothing wrong with it. But again, if it's causing you a lot of distress and discomfort, if that's happening, it definitely is something to look at. Um, another one is uh, kind of being surrounded by the foods in your environment. So we're actually chatting about this just before in like with Meg and Jade and myself as to, you know, if you have chocolate next to you, would you eat it? And for a lot of people, yes, because it's there. And so it's not necessarily like it's bad to have food in your environment, but especially when we have food in our environment and say, say you're working, for example, you've got chocolate next to your workstation, that can really influence some mind, uh, mindless eating. Um, and we're not kind of paying attention to our food, how we really feel, how eating that food is making us feel if we're hungry or full, um, because it's just kind of there to essentially probably sometimes provide us a little bit of stimulation if what we're doing is quite boring yeah so again in that kind of situation you know trying to be free of distractions is really important when you are eating um, as much as you can yeah we'll chat more about um, strategies to reduce cravings as well in the next section and before that just another one that is probably worth talking about is habit sometimes it can be habitual to have chocolate after dinner every night for example this isn't necessarily a problem if you enjoy it and it fits in and it's something you look forward to go ahead um if you're feeling like the cravings are really strong and it's not always serving you so maybe you're not feeling fantastic afterwards or you feel like it's quite a compulsion and it's not really mindful it would just be questioning whether it could be habitual And there's some research to suggest that being thirsty also can increase our cravings as well. Um, So again, you know, it can be good to have a little checklist in your brain and go, okay, have I drunk enough water today? Because, um, you know, maybe if you barely drunk any water that day, that could increase your cravings. So just making sure that you are kind of taking regular sips of water throughout the day. Yep, absolutely. So we're going to go through a few different tips on how to manage um, strong cravings if this is something you're currently struggling with or it's something you're wanting to work on. So the first thing is giving yourself unconditional permission to eat all foods. And this is really important in taking away that restrictive mentality around foods. So like I kind of said, you know, when we uh, like when we don't allow us to have a single singular food like chocolate, it's all we can think about. Whereas if we give ourselves permission to eat all foods and unconditionally, which essentially means like if you feel like bread, go eat bread. If you feel like chocolate, go eat chocolate. It can reduce that essentially strong emphasis our brain puts on that specific food. Yeah, it reduces the, the magical power of mm-hmm. that food that makes you feel like you're a little bit out of control around it. Mm-hmm. Um, that can come from having really black and white thinking or yeah, having it as a good or bad food. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is eating enough in general. So that fits in with avoiding under eating, making sure you're eating regularly and not avoiding specific food groups or leaving out um, major categories on your plate or in your snacks. Mm-hmm. The next is the 333 method. So we generally recommend trying to eat three meals, three snacks every kind of three to four hours. Um, as a good rule of thumb, if you want to get started on eating regularly, we know that eating regularly really helps to manage um, kind of binge cycles or eating large amounts of food at once. Also helps to maintain our energy levels and our body's blood sugar levels too. Yeah. Um, so important to kind of um, have those throughout the day. Again, if you are someone that forgets to eat regularly, which is probably the most common thing we see when we are talking to people about doing this for the first time is we highly recommend setting alarms on your phone to remind you to eat because we sometimes need that external stimuli 
because when if you're kind of coming from a background of not eating regularly it's very difficult to remind yourself to eat regularly because you just won't have those hunger cues yet yeah and i think this is a good opportunity for a reminder that this is general advice and everyone's going to be different and something like the 333 method is really helpful when you don't have strong hunger and fullness cues or as you said kia you often forget to eat if you're someone who has a pretty good relationship with food eats quite intuitively it can be okay sometimes to go longer periods of time without eating this isn't a rule that you have to follow to the t but it is a, a guideline that provides a really good foundation to make sure that you are eating enough and regularly throughout the day mm-hmm. um the next one is balancing your meals and snacks so the main foods that we think about are whether there is a source of protein um you're including carbs you're having fruit and or veg and fats in your main meals so call this a plate method probably will do a podcast on this at some point we don't have scope to discuss it in full detail uh in this podcast as a little bit of just like a quick if you don't know what protein carbs and fats are proteins are like your meat chicken fish legumes tofu tempeh carbs are your bread rice crackers pasta and fats are things like avocados nuts and seeds and olive oil Thanks, Kia. And then when it comes to snacks, trying to include a couple of food groups together. So when we think of the core food groups, they include fruit, vegetables, dairy and alternatives, um, protein foods and grains and starches. And that's primarily just because, like, say, for example, if you have a piece of fruit, it's not going to last you a long period of time. But if you pair fruit with nuts or nut butter, it's going to keep you fuller for a longer period of time. Yep. We'll do a whole episode on that. Don't you worry, guys. Um, The next one is learning to identify your emotions and finding other strategies for self-soothing that fit your emotions. So a really good suggestion in this is actually sometimes keeping a food and emotions diary. So when you're kind of like, you know, you don't have to keep it all the time. You could just even reflect on how you're feeling at specific times of day. Say, for example, you're getting cravings every night or afternoon, kind of sitting down in the afternoon then going, going you know how am I really feeling here and then that can help you essentially make a plan of what sort of strategies to do to help cope with that emotion so for example if you're bored you're eating out of boredom you know you could again if if you want to work on this you could try things like coloring in or drawing or doing a hobby or chatting with a friend um you know if you're if kind of you're doing it out of sadness or um you could again maybe talk to a psychologist on as like a regular strategy or um talking with a friend or a loved one so again it's about kind of finding that emotion there and then kind of developing a strategy to help with it i'm pretty sure we talked about this in a different episode as well yeah i I think we've covered emotional coping strategies in quite a few Mm -hmm. in season one so welcome to go back and have a listen to those we'll link some in the show notes that contain similar content about that yep That was a great explanation, Kia. Um, The next thing that we like to think about is, is our environment and the way that we are eating. So this is just about mindful eating versus mindless eating. It's impossible to eat mindfully at every single meal ever, um, meal or snack time. However, ideally, we do want to be enjoying the food experience and being present with it. So this might mean slowing down avoiding distractions so maybe trying not to work or watch tv (laughs) sometimes are guilty of this i laugh because like we literally (laughs) both ate while we were working today (laughs) yeah so um as we said you know it doesn't need to be perfect 
However, if you feel like you're always eating a bit of a rush or you're not really present with your food, um, mindful eating can help you to have more satisfaction in the eating experience and also gives you the time to notice when you're starting to get full and gives you time to um, really enjoy the whole process. So you're less likely to have cravings later on. Mm, Which kind of uh, rolls into our next point, which is just noticing if there is any habits around eating a certain food. Um, So, for example, if you're trying to eat it at a certain time or it's kind of like everywhere, every time you go to a certain place, you feel like that food Um, and just kind of, I guess, taking an observational look at that. You don't necessarily always have to do something about it, but just coming at it from curiosity and going, okay, that's interesting that I do that. I wonder why that might happen. If it's working for you, feel free to keep going. But if it feels like it's uh, like an autopilot response that you have to a certain time of day or situation, maybe worth yeah having a little bit of a think about it. Which brings us to the last tip for today, which is all about making sure that you're drinking enough water. Because if we're dehydrated and really thirsty, sometimes we get a little bit confused about whether we're hungry or thirsty and that can influence cravings. Mm-hmm. And so again, that what enough water is, is a little bit different for everyone, you know, kind of anywhere between kind of one and a half to two liters or so can sometimes be a good goal one and a half to even three liters depending on the person but Mm -hmm. we usually use the color of your wee Mm -hmm. as a good indicator so you want straw color it doesn't need to be clear all the time but if it's starting to look a bit yellow that's the sign that you might be dehydrated exactly or you're having supplements that yeah (laughs) maybe have lots of b vitamins in them yeah because the thing is right like it's all fluid it's not just water that counts so if you're having orange juice or you're having smoothies you know and you're having soup a lot you know that's also counting towards your fluid tea and coffee yeah tea and coffee um you know you can have too much water as well thank you for listening we hope you enjoyed the episode on how to stop cravings and found it helpful And if you are liking the episodes, don't forget to leave us a rating and review. And if you think this episode might be helpful for a friend or a family member, definitely please share it with them as well. We love spreading the message on how to improve your relationship with food and your body. And don't forget to join the community at Embody Health on Instagram and TikTok and at www.embodyhealth.com if you'd like to join our mailing list to stay up to date with the latest body episodes. Thanks for being here. Next episode. Bye. Bye.